Hello, Ali Clark here this morning. Eddie Bumman here too. Hello, it's Shane Lowe. What do they call it in acting when you die on stage, when you just can't remember what's oh, going on? corpsing. Yeah, corpsing. Yeah. What's the radio equivalent of that? Because Shane Lowe did that today. <laughs> <laughs> and if it does not make the podcast, I quit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, an embarrassing moment. But, you know, that's life, guys. Yeah, Another embarrassing moment. Mm-hmm. How do you say bureau? Bureau. No, okay. No, no, how do you say it? Bureau. There you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you have missed it, the yeah. Weather Bureau doesn't want to be called that anymore. They want to be called the Bureau of Meteorology or the Bureau. Not the bomb. No, no, no not the bomb. <laughs> anyway, we'll take you through that. Plus the latest things that Meghan Markle has tried to... Impress people with. Mm. How do you reckon that went for her, guys? Badly. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Will Anderson was on as well. He yeah. was brilliant. Gosh, we did a lot. We did a lot. Enjoy. <laughs> if you haven't seen this already, you better get in quick because it's only about three weeks left of it to go. It's the Dolly Parton hit musical 9 to 5. I just went along last week and checked it out. And one of the stars you will love to hate is here this morning. Eddie Perfect. Good morning. Eddie, good morning. We're going to have to play a song and come back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's the Ali Clark Breakfast Show. <laughs> Mix 102.3. It's the Ali Clark Breakfast Show. Mix 102.3. Now, look, we had a bit of... We're trying to connect to Eddie Perfect. We had a bit of trouble with the phone line and... Uh, what we, has just ensued in here is absolute chaos. Um, I've just worked out that you don't want me with you in a burning building. Because I was on the floor rolling around in laughter. I'm so sorry, Shane. I was no, trying to be supportive. No, no, it's fine. We just had a bit of it. There was a technical error. We couldn't get to Eddie and I didn't know what to do. I panicked and I just played the song. That's fine. I'm so sorry. It's a good song. The best bit. You know those very rare moments you get to see the entire whites around an entire pupil of someone's eyes. Yeah. It doesn't happen often, wow, what but it happened just then. Um, hopefully we can get uh, Eddie back on with us very, very soon yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, Ali yeah, Clark yeah. Breakfast Show. Oh, I've been trying not to jump on the people who dislike this woman because I think she has been absolutely royally messed over. Mm-hmm. I think that people have attacked her unnecessarily and it would be really, really hard, I think, to be in her shoes. But finally, we've got to talk about Meghan Markle, don't we? Yep. I mean, the story that we've been hearing um, as you talk about in the news. So basically, um, you know, we know that Meghan Markle married Harry, but we know that she has this podcast. And uh, it just seems that she sets herself up for this stuff now. Now, she was talking about what it was like when she went to work on the American version of Deal or No Deal. Remember the ladies with the briefcases? Oh, yes. She yeah, was yeah. one of them. Oh, Have a listen. Back in 2006, I had a short stint as a briefcase girl. Now, my experience on the show, which included holding said briefcase on stage alongside 25 other women doing the same, was fascinating. I had studied acting in college, and like a lot of the other women standing on stage with me, acting was what I was pursuing. So while Deal or No Deal wasn't about acting, I was still really grateful as an auditioning actress to have a job that could pay my bills. It was great, and yet... I had also studied international relations in college, and there were times when I was on set at Deal or No Deal and thinking back to my time working as an intern at the U.S. Embassy in Argentina and Buenos Aires and being in the motorcade with the Secretary of Treasury at the time and being valued specifically for my brain. No, she did it. God, Buenisari. yes. She auditioned to go... For a non-speaking part where all you do is wear a skippy dress and you hold a briefcase up and she's what? Is she upset that 
It wasn't about her brain. I don't understand it. I don't understand she it. She went for the job. It wasn't. No one forced her to do this. But is that also like, you know, you know when we've all got mates who love name dropping oh. into conversations. <laughs> <laughs> She's name dropping places that you went to. Yeah. In there with their UN in the cavalcade of the Secretary General at Buenos Aires. Like, I don't know, right? Oh, cringe, know. cringe. Yeah. Are they, okay, I'm okay now to say... Have a little bit of criticism yeah. towards oh, her because yeah. I've been trying to protect her no. as long as I can. So Matt, your husband, yes. lovely man, lovely yes. man. He's yeah. a vet, but he's also an AFL player. He would never come out and go, <laughs> I was an AFL player, but I'm also a vet. Yeah. And I was just valued <laughs> for my ability to play football when I'm, I was in Buenos Aires helping yeah. horses. <laughs> I know, on the field, they valued me for my feet. On yeah. the cow farm, yeah. they valued me for my long arms. <laughs> The Ali Clark Breakfast Show, E! News. Now, when I say the name Louis Capaldi, you may go, oh, yeah, but you definitely will know his music. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great voice. He was everywhere a couple of years ago. You could not turn on a radio session without hearing him. Like, yeah. you'd just scoot across the, and he would be on somewhere, and you've never seen a bloke that looks less like his voice <laughs> yeah, it's than very this true. guy. Yeah. Right? Uh, but amazingly talented. Oh, and, so uh, good. He's actually coming to Adelaide, guys. <gasps> yes. Is he? He's on the way to Adelaide. So this is happening next year. So uh, if you want to get tickets, jump onto that because I would imagine they're just going to fly out yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I want to get there. All yeah, right. Yeah. We'll get it. Can we get him on the show when he comes here, please? Yeah. Well, he'll be able to um, be in the next room because he's got such a deep voice. <laughs> we'll be able to hear him. He's like the bass in a band. Uh, now, let's also talk about this new tourism campaign. You might have seen this in the paper today. It's featuring Rose Byrne, uh, who's actually, um, she's the voice of a brand new kangaroo. Mm, um, cool. And the kangaroo is called... Ruby. Ruby. Kangaroo. Which is nice. Oh, yes. I see what you did there. <laughs> and also Will Arnett, now, who's an American comedian. You might know him from Arrested Development. He's married to Amy Poehler. Yep. Uh, he is voicing uh, a, a, a toy unicorn called Toby. So they're both voicing... Yeah, are you, I know. Unicorn? Uh, Will Arnett. Well... <laughs> Well, are we really getting a toy unicorn to tell people how good Australia is? Yeah, I'm confused about that as well. But he's not Australian. Yeah, and I'm confused about that as well. Okay, there's yeah. a lot of confusion going this on. This is the same group that brought out Where the Bloody Hell Are You with Laura Bingle, right? Yeah. It's okay. Tourism Australia. Yeah, so they need to get more people out and, you know, get out and enjoy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Nothing says holiday like a toy <laughs> unicorn. From Canada. Canada. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, <clears throat> excuse me. In terrible Harry Styles news, guys, uh, look, he's been in a concert recently, on stage singing, and a fan threw an object from the crowd and it hit him in the groin. Almost like a funniest home video, uh, yeah. video that you get you win the $10,000 Minty's cash. Yeah, um, Even with him, it would look sexy. Like, <laughs> like if it happened to you two, we'd be lying on the floor laughing. But Harry Styles would be like, oh, that's so sexy. He was mid-song. Uh, but any guesses of what the object was, by the way? Do you want to have a quick guess? Uh, so it's through from a crowd. Yeah, like from un- the crowd. Uh, undies or a plastic cup. Any- Clown, clown's nose. It wasn't. <laughs> you, could just, you could just press it. Go, uh-huh. It was a water bottle. Oh. Not interesting, but just a fact. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, so he's okay, though. But right. I feel like Harry's also maybe had a hit to the brain. <laughs> Why? Because here's a little bit of him talking about his latest movie. Uh, don't, is it Don't Worry, Darling? Yeah, the one with yeah. Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Um, so he's talking about going to see the movies in a operational run that they do around Australia. Yeah. And here is what he said. My favourite thing about the movie is, like, it feels like a like a movie. <laughs> it feels like a real, like, oh, you know, go to the theatre film movie right is he okay <laughs> that's a that's a pedal take surely he's what? making that my up. favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie right in in his head in his head he's gone my groin is so sore <laughs> can't 
concentrate oh. on the question. No, well, come on, Shane. You're yeah. single and, you know, you're keen to mingle. So yeah. why don't we give you a little bit of Harry Styles sort of action? Okay. You know, yeah. What's your favourite thing about pizza? Uh, pizza. Well, the thing I love most about the pizza is it's pizza. Yeah. You know, roll your dough out, put it in the oven, put some cheese what's on it. What's your favourite thing about oranges? Uh, what I love most about oranges is the fact that they're oranges. Yeah. You know, the coloured oranges, they grow on trees, you can eat them for yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Well, what's your favourite thing about serial killers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's just not quite working for you. The very, very funny Will Anderson has dropped in. Good morning, mate. Oh, good morning, Adelaide. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Now, we cannot wait to get to question everything, so we'll do that in just a second. But mm. yesterday... So we, we... are going to wait. Did yeah, you say yeah, so? Yeah. We can't wait, yeah, but yeah, we are going to Yeah, yeah, but we are going to. Is that to. what we're going to do? Listen, that okay. is a mother's prerogative, Will Anderson, <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> but there was a story that we had here yesterday that we just needed to get your opinion on. Now, essentially, South Australia is going to lead the country in a country-first advertising campaign. Now, we first, of course, loved mm. you on stand up but then when you're on the Gruen transfer talking all things advertising so what they're doing is on the inside of pizza's lids right. on the boxes there they're going to be advertising that you shouldn't get onto meth okay that's that's great will it work well, are they also advertising atheism in a confessional at a catholic church <laughs> it doesn't really feel like the place where those meth addicts are going to be seeing that message does it because i'm not a hundred percent across meth like and all its side effects but one of them that i haven't heard about is the munchies like in fact often you know you, if you have enough meth you're ending up with not a lot of teeth and you're not being able to rip through a pizza at that point even the outside of the pizza box you might see incidentally right like somebody else at the party who's maybe having some wacky tobacco might order a pizza and you might see the outside, but the inside, a meth addict is never going inside a pizza box. What's going on? Well, this is what we were trying to work through. I mean, look, our Eddie came up with uh, something that he thinks is, you know, would have been a little bit more effective and it's a bit of a jingle. Don't do ecstasy, cocaine or weed, shrooms or roids, amphetamines, up is down as ketamine, pizza's the only drug you need. But we're not actually sure if that is more helping people eat pizza and therefore getting, you know, large bums or, or the other way, what it's doing. I've got to be honest with you. You know, sometimes you get the wrong message. You just walk away with like, oh, there's a list of yeah. drugs. <laughs> never thought of that before. Uh, now let's get to question everything. This is where you guys go behind the headlines to get to the bottom of absolutely everything. And you're doing something that has absolutely confounded us. You're looking at passive-aggressive emojis. So you must have seen this story, obviously, oh, yeah. the last week about apparently the yellow thumbs-up is now passive-aggressive, and I am 100% that person. It felt like this article was speaking directly about me because I would have said 95% of my emoji use is yellow thumbs-up and yellow. I need to point out yellow thumbs-up because I know there are appropriate skin colours for everyone right now, and I absolutely applaud people people of colour getting on board with those skin choices and wearing it proudly. But when you're a white person, changing from what it was to white feels like you're making too much of a statement. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, I don't identify as that white. I just identify as factory settings. That's what I identify as. <laughs> the interesting thing about this emoji story was it went all over the world. Mm. Like It really was a huge story. And it is based on nothing. This is what our show is about, Question Everything. We try to work out where these stories come from and whether they are an actual story. This whole 
story was based on one comment on a Reddit thread yes. 10 months ago. <laughs> so it was not a story. It wasn't Gen Z getting together to make a statement. It was just one person and it was beaten up in the media. Well, it is brilliant. If you haven't seen it yet, get on board tonight. Apparently there is someone tapping someone's bottom. That's right, isn't it, Will? It's, yes. Last night, yes, an ABC uh, personality gets their bottom tapped by an Australian comedian in a way that made me laugh that I thought I was... I forgot I was on TV. And, you know, they're always the best fun moments. <laughs> Excellent. Can't wait to see you, Will, and all the crew. Question Everything is the show. Thanks so much for your time. I've weirdly got this very catchy shopping list in my head now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> go, don't do it. go safely. Go safely. <laughs> we need your involvement with a bit of a, a quandary. 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 Yeah, it's quandary. <laughs> Thank you, Shane Dolly Parton. Thank you. Uh, yeah, got a bit of an ethical question for you. So, come on, best call it through. You will actually get these tickets to Black Adam. But you guys know on the weekend I helped out um, at the baseball canteen. It was great. Oh, yeah. I finally yeah. felt like a sports mum, you know. But I was a bit nervous um, with the adding up's not my strength. You know, will I get the change right? And then I got in there and it turned out it was all cash free and they had a computer system that even had pictures of what we had to sell and added up so even a monkey could do it. So they knew I was coming. So I was fine. I was happy about that. And all seemed to be going well. You know, first few orders, hot dog, pasties, some lollies and some buckets of hot chips. So, you know, that that healthy eating message is really cutting through. Um, But it was great. But here comes the quandary. Right. So I was serving with my seven-year-old daughter, helping because she likes pressing buttons, and somebody else, the smart one, was doing all of um, the cooking. And the, the lady, she was really, she was awesome. In fact, she ended up being related to Matt, if you can believe it. Oh, she must have been really nice. Like, <laughs> so nice. Thank you. the family. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Anyway, so she was, but what would happen is, you know those buckets of hot chips? Oh, do I know them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She would pass them across to me. And then I would pass them over as I called out the number, number 19, your chips are ready or whatever it is, and they would come to the little hole in the wall where we were serving out of. As I was doing the passing, if a chip was to fall off, whose chip is it? So as I'm passing a bucket of chips, right, all chock block of chippies and, you know, sauce on top and chicken salt and everything else. As I was passing them, I was losing a few across the counter. (laughs) Okay. Was I okay to go all hungry hippo and scoop them up (laughs) meat myself? Yes. Because that's what I was, that's what I was, that was generally what I was doing. I was hungry and it was like 1.30 and I was around all this food and I figured that the chips hadn't actually made it to the hand of the other person and really, I was doing them a service because, you know, it was on the counter and I was just cleaning up and I could eat them. This isn't even a quandary. No. This is an outrage. I'm actually angry at you. <laughs> the chips are customers. What? They bought the bloody <laughs> they chips. No, they them. paid for those chips. No, but they're not going to want them. The customer's always right, Ali. No. Until the customer receives the chips in their hand, it's not theirs. It would be work, health and safety if it fell on the yeah, countertop and, and then you put it put back, it back in. in. No, but Bang. You, hang on, but they pay for the chip. You put the chip in the cup. As you pass over, it falls out. That's your fault, not theirs. It and they get the chip, right? Once they receive the cup, <laughs> that's the contract completed. No, okay, no so what you can actually hear no, no, is exactly what was going potato, through what my mind and the argument that I had with my husband in the car on the way home. Listen, you two, on the way home. So 8300 seriously, that was the exact argument I had with Matt on the way home. <laughs> so nice. like in third-hand Kia Carnival. I'm going, oh, my God, I like, Madsy dobbed me in. 
mum was eating the chips and they were the customers. I'm like, mate, they fell on the thing and blah, 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 blah. So if you want a chance to get along and see Black Adam, 8300-1023, let's solve this ethical quandary this morning. Michelle from Kidman Park, which way are you going? I'm going with you, Ali, because as far as I'm concerned, the bench is catamount to the floor. There's a three-second rule. <laughs> And you've touched them already anyway, so it'd be just gross to put them back in the cup. That's right. Michelle, I was just protecting them, wasn't I? Mm. Exactly. Hang on, were you wearing gloves, though? No. Okay, but you had clean hands. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Okay. okay, I think I did. Uh, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Let's go to Prospect. Joe, whose side are you going on for this ethical quandary this morning? Yours, definitely. I would have done exactly the same, yep. but I would only I would have uh, picked the chips up, given them a blow, blow off all the germs. Straight down the mouth. Yeah, see? Jay, otherwise it's waste, isn't it? I think that's the exactly. problem. Exactly. We yeah. don't want to waste anything. I'm yeah. with you, Jay. Th- thank you. <laughs> thank you. Let's go to Murray Bridge. Hey, Julie. Oh, now. Julie, you own a food truck, I hear. Yes, that's correct, Ali. All right. So what do you? What sort of food truck do you have? Uh, spit roast charcoal. All right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So when you're handing over the spit roast, if a bit of spit roast falls on the counter, are you <laughs> eating it, Julie? Or is it okay with chips? No, absolutely not. You must um, eat them yourself, Sally. Oh, yes. Pre-COVID, you probably would have gotten away with putting it back in their cup, but uh, (laughs) absolutely no way now. All right, Julie, thank you. Kirsty of Oakton, what do you think? Yes, I can eat the chip? Yes, definitely. Because right. there's, there's a chip tax, basically, whenever yeah. I'm around. So <laughs> if there's chips on a plate next to me, I will always take a couple and all my friends know there's my chip tax. And so. also, when you go to the, the drive-through and you get the chips for the kids in the back seat, somehow there always manages to be a few that escape <laughs> into the brown paper bag, right? And you get to keep oh, that in front seat. Yeah, there excellent. is no doubting that I will always eat some of the kids' chips. Uh, yep. Love it. Thank you, Kirsty. And let's finish with uh, well, Garth's at Woodville Park. All right, who's in the right here, Garth? Am I okay? Ali, you've definitely got them on a legal on a legal challenge. Right, why's that? It, well, define a bucket of chips. Is there ten chips in a bucket? Is there fifteen chips in a bucket? Well, you're just selling the you're just selling the idea of a bucket. No, it's not, you well, know, it's not by quantity. Yeah. I mean, if it's Ali Clark selling the bucket, there's probably one chip left in that. Or imagine oh, after shaking milk chips out. Oh, no. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you, Garth. Well, I think in the end we've solved that. Well, there's only twenty five people that rang through and agreed yeah, with you. That's the majority. <laughs>